Hey, spooky friends, and welcome to The Twisted Twins, hosted by Britt and Kay. And how the hell are you? If you're over here on YouTube, you'll see that my co-host is looking a little fucking different. What hey, happened? Yo. What did I do? Um, what I did you do? What did you do? I I gave in to the many TikTok filters of the cowboy copper that I had to use and said, you know what? <laughs> Let's do it. And I did it. And then I recut my bangs too. So I'm, if you notice me moving my hair a lot this episode, it's because I it can see myself and it also, I've been blonde for so long. I don't even know what. I don't know. Some would, sh- some would say. <laughs> so long. Um, yeah, it was funny because, so I go in, right, to get my hair done. And yeah. the I, in the original, like, notes of the appointment, I didn't want to put, I even did TikTok trend and I'm doing cowboy copper. So I was like, uh, like a warm orangey auburn, right? That's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. So then when I go in, they're like, oh, yeah, you're with this chick. So I go over there and sit down, and I'm explaining what I want. And I show her my, like, pictures that I want her, my inspiration pictures or whatever. <laughs> and then this other lady comes over, and she's like, oh, okay, so, like, where do you want? Because I said I wanted it darker on top so that when it fades. It, anyways, whatever. So she was like, where do you want her to happen? <laughs> Let me just tell you exactly what the formula was. Yeah. And um, so then she goes, wait, is this cowboy copper? And I was like, yeah. And then she goes, oh my gosh, guys, we finally got one. We got our first cowboy copper. And I was like, oh my, and I'm like beat red. Like, yeah, cool, this is fun. And they were all super nice and excited. And they had brought out the mannequins that they had been testing the different formulas on to want to get the right one for when those people finally came in. Those people, (laughs) me, (laughs) the one person that becomes that like susceptible to TikTok trends. Um, Yeah. And then she asked me, so my bangs, if you guys had not noticed, (laughs) I'll tell you, in the last few episodes, my bangs have grown out enough that I can tuck them behind my ears. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's like, for any women li- listening that have cut their bangs, you know that that's the key. That's the moment when you go, okay, they're the growing bang out. Life, the bang life's over. They're grown out. I can put them on a, you know, top knot on top of my head and they don't fly out. They're tucked behind my ears. They don't fly out. And all of the reason left the building today. And she goes, oh, do you want, you know, because I told her to trim my hair too. And she was like, oh, do you want to trim your bangs? And I went, yeah, actually, I normally have curtain bangs. Can you just go ahead and cut my curtain bangs? And she was like, yeah, how short do you want them? And I was like, just at my eyebrow line. And she was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I get my curtain bangs back. And then she takes them up here, cuts, and then it fell like right there. And I was like, the mistake. This was a mistake. Oh my gosh. Why did I get bangs again? So, um, but it's not a mistake. I like them. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's that an adjustment. Yeah. It just takes a minute. I've had red, I've had red auburn and, and orange hair before. So this isn't new to me, but it's been like 12 years since I went down the red 
full red because I've done strips too of like red and like peekaboos yeah but it has been a very long time since I have gone from anything from blonde really so anyways fun transition that was that was my week how's your week mine's fine um (laughs) I'm almost five months pregnant, so that's exciting. Oh, I, I just see, huh? That's crazy. I know. Remember so when you? I, found- yeah, Kay Did we tell actually. That- I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't think. But we so. can do like a jump in back and forth. So let's just say. Over the summer, I I went to Britt's house, so we went and visited. I got to stay with Britt for a while and her family. And day one, no, it was a couple days before. You were I like, like, my period is late. Not to mention, y'all, I have been told for three years now that I can no longer have children. That that is that it's shocking that I was able to have the two that I have. And so going to the point where it's like you know what? My period is late. It's like five days. It's about five days late. What is going on? And Mm -hmm. Kayla's like, I bet you're pregnant. And I'm like, I can't get pregnant. So I know what a stinging thing for me to say. I bet you're pregnant. (laughs) Been three (laughs) years at this point, guys. So it's like, I feel like I can say stuff like that. Yeah, and I've I've gone through therapy to you know yeah. heal that aspect of my uh, health. But anyway, we were like out. I think it was the day we ran to Sonic. Yeah, it, it was. Day, it was day one. Yeah, there we went and got Sonic for like the whole fam bam. Went and got um, cheap pregnancy tests. I did. <laughs> I take one and (laughs) mind you, let me just say we are all like all around the the family is around the table. We've got Mm -hmm. like our mother there. We've got the children there. Um, Britt's husband, Josh, who you guys have seen in our guest star episodes, he's there. And he's like, he's like, she's not pregnant. (laughs) She's not pregnant. It's like, this is such a waste of time. What a waste of money. This is so silly. She's not pregnant. And, um, and then she, you know, uh, pees on the stick or whatever. And it's like the mood changes. And he looks at me and he's like, if this comes back positive, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, I was not involved in this at all. I just happened to make a speculation about what I thought could be the reason. But yeah, he was, uh. He was surprised. Yes. And so I took the one positive line, took the second positive line, because we got the cheapest ones that you like, if you're familiar, ladies and gentlemen, use a dropper and it's like the kind that they use in clinics and doctor's offices, not the digital. So Josh is like, Nope, we need we need another opinion. Goes to the store, gets the digital. <laughs> pregnant. Mm-hmm. Bright in digital letters, pregnant. And him and I both, he freaked out. I freaked out. And we were in shock for a minute there. It was just like, I mean, obviously an incredible have you, miracle. Have you left shock? Um, 
I think, I mean, it's still crazy to think, like, I, am I really pregnant right now? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's, that part is absolutely shocking. But it was more like, this isn't real. Like, this can't happen. Something's wrong. Like, this, this is not real. Um, but, yeah, just crazy. But now we're coming up on five months. And, I mean... I'm going to send Kayla a picture to put on our YouTube so our viewers can see. Um, <laughs> I'm already like, can't you just be here already? <laughs> like, I'm stretching. I Nothing fits anymore. I'm uncomfortable already. And I'm like, I, I have like, you know, the mean time as far as when my first two came. I have probably like three and a half months left. That's a long fucking time. <laughs> I'm like, but really it's not because it's, it feels like just a blink ago we found out you were pregnant. Yeah. So it's crazy to me that it's been, it, there's no way. I know. There's no way. Now I'm just can't can't believe anything anyways wow five months red hair <laughs> tangent central yeah two completely different um points of life at this moment but um yeah that's that's what we do you know we bring it all to you guys mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just i also just have to say i have been drinking this is like my favorite uh, tangent again here buckle up for safety my one of my favorite things to get from starbucks if it isn't like a vanilla latte with an ad shot or two mm -hmm. um or a chai a dirty chai with pumpkin sauce iced mm. it would be an iced um matcha latte with vanilla it is like my fucking shit right there well I mean, obviously, our Starbucks, it's not that far. I just, I don't, I hardly have the energy to put, literally put my clean laundry away. I'm not fucking driving, you know, 15 minutes down the road to Starbucks to sit in line for 15 minutes to drive back home for 15 minutes. You know, fuck that. Excuse me. <laughs> and the, the little demon. Oh of you yeah. <laughs> or the little baby's like yeah um and not to mention starbucks is expensive and inflation is real so any long story fucking short i have matcha green tea bags so i pop two and some hot water i get a little bit of milk a little bit of vanilla extract and sugar and bam it's almost already gone but it tastes so much like starbucks and sure enough it's not like i don't know because everything just tastes better when someone else makes it for you yeah so i don't have like that satisfying feeling but i do have like a i can make this myself you know yeah like, that's okay but I, I chug i know that thing i need to try I have never liked sparkling water ever. 
but the last like two weeks it's been like all i've wanted to drink which is so weird because i'm usually like it's either coffee or it's like lukewarm water not lukewarm room temperature water like i don't like ice cold because i whitened my teeth for so many years (laughs) but but lately it's like right out of the fridge sparkle sparkle watermelon bubbly but i also try that just like the lemon lime too is super yummy and not of bubbly uh it's like kroger's brand but yes 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 that's yes, delicious uh-huh. no i i mean but the thing is is green tea has in my brain it has more um caffeine especially if i'm double tea bagging it if i'm double tea bagging it <laughs> yikes it has more caffeine to me than like the average cup of coffee so when i drink it especially because it tastes so good i drink it so quick and then i get really like <gasps> so buckle up it's it's gonna be a fun episode because <laughs> i'm almost done <laughs> which as far as that episode goes hi how are you guys hope you yes. had a great this episode is a part is a part two for yep we are calling back to our cryptids of the deep episode and this is part two baby okay so cryptids of the deep for this episode, we are not just going to be talking about, you know, like lakes or rivers. We are going to be venturing out into the ocean. And if you happen to have this phobia and know it right off the top of your head, or if you go on TikTok and you happen to, happen to be on that side of TikTok where it says, do you have this fear? And it shows you all these scary pictures or videos of that particular fear. And you're like, fuck yeah, I definitely do now. Thank you. I'm going to talk a little bit about those. So the fear of deep open water is um, (laughs) the lassophobia. The lassophobia. Say that five times fast. Now. The the lassophobia. The like T-H-A lasso phobia. The lassophobia. The lassophobia. <laughs> okay, so the fear of sea monsters or large underwater creatures. A-A. Or deep. A-A. A-K-A. Or cryptids of the deep. This one is really long, so bear with me. Megalohydrothalassophobia. Yeah. <laughs> Megalohydrothalassophobia. A large creature that is low in the water, like resides deep in the water. Yeah, sure thing. In the deep open water. Sure thing. Um, so basically both of those phobias or fears are really like a f- having a fear of the vast unknown, which I understand completely. Yeah. Because, you know, as much I like, <laughs> I'm a water sign. I have water placement all throughout my chart. Does not mean that I want to be in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. No. No offense. 
if you know me, you know that I really can't stand space. The thought of space or alien abduction freaks me out. Just about, you know, the ocean, almost about as much as space. Just do you over. Do you get in that mode like I still not maybe not still, but there's times like when I'll go to a like an indoor pool at a gym and I'll think like I don't like that deep end and when we were kids I used to think like if I had my eyes closed underwater in the deep end there was a shark and I was gonna be eaten tell me why I had that thought it was like an irrational fear um like two so like about a year and a half ago um I was doing college classes and one of the classes I did was swimming because I'm a swim. <laughs> I hate the ocean, but I'm a swimmer. <laughs> um, and I was like, Oh, perfect. Like a way for me to get PE credit as well as doing yeah. some exercise. And it's my favorite like way to exercise outside of lifting and things. Um, but yeah, the gym, like not the gym, the indoor pool, the lighting was dark. And the fucking deep end was dark as shit. So even though, like, I know I am, you know, an hour from the ocean, I'm in a chlorine pool that's burning my orifices, um, I could, I still have that fear, that irrational fear, fear. There's, like, a monster in this water. Yeah. I get that completely. Backtrack. <laughs> Back to my first little, not little, my first creature I will be discussing. And it is known as the Luska. Now, we're going to be traveling to warm, tropical waters. Really like the southern Atlantic and the Caribbean slash Gulf of Mexico vibes. Okay. Um, now, a deadly creature or swarm of said creatures prowl the depths of these warm waters, anywhere from the Caribbean islands like the Bahamas to Cuba to the Gulf of Mexico, and we're talking like the coastline of Mexico, Southern America, Florida, that whole area, okay? Um, now, this creature, like I said, is called the Luska, and it's actually a chimera, which basically means a combination of um, animals. So, <laughs> a Luska typically has one to three heads, and these particular heads are like great white shark heads. So, including, like, the fins on the sides and on the top. So, think, like, half of a great white shark's body and head or heads um, with a giant octopus-like tentacle body. So, yeah. (laughs) So, Luskas are said to be anywhere from 75 to 250 feet in length. 
gulp. <laughs> gulp. I'm not even going to say that really pathetic pun. Now, um, to go back to that lovely phobia, the lassophobia, um, we are going to be talking about blue holes in the Bahamas. Now, the Bahamas have these, I mean, when you see pictures of them, it's, it would be eerie not knowing what the heck that was, especially, you know, um, for hundreds of years, people, uh, like, <laughs> riding their boats by, um, going past this, these particular areas in the ocean and being like, what the fuck is that? Basically, a blue hole is a very deep area of the ocean, um, typically like wrapped around by either like a coral reef or almost like a really mini island. And basically these blue holes are, um, are like a very vast cave system, underwater cave system. And like we now we know now that they're underwater cave systems. CSDMs. CSDMs. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the legend has it that luskas live in deep underwater caves near trenches or rugged terrain deep underwater, um, only surfacing to curb their insatiable bloodlust, which is great. Yeah. Um, now, it is also said that Luskas, rather than enjoying, or rather enjoy, I should say, eating large crustaceans, like you've seen, if you watch ocean documentaries like me, giant crabs or um, lobsters, things like that, they, they eat those primarily. But their appetite also includes um, man flesh, too. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been, in a, I've been in a Lord of the Rings mood. I need to just fucking watch it already. I usually watch that movie like the mo the trilogy probably like at least four times a year and I'm behind. So it's showing. Um, I smell man flesh. <laughs> That's fucking foul. Or just come up with a different phrase. Thank you. Okay. Um, so anyway, tales of this deadly and fearsome killer revol revolve around boat attacks, primarily near blue holes, um, traveling anywhere through the tropical warm waters of this particular region or near their coastlines. <clears throat> so if you think about it, like, um, when you're at the beach and if you're like in Florida, for instance, when we were there this summer, you could stand on the shore and look out and see where like the sandbar end ended. So they could be hanging out like over there if there's like a big drop off. So that's kind of why I said like coastlines. There are countless stories of a shark headed creature with gigantically large tentacle bodies, capsizing ships and consuming the sailors. Now, um, it was also said 
that even like today, even in modern times, um, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean, when the Kraken, like, you see like a tentacle go like across and grab someone quick. Yeah. Before it's like, I'm going to take over the ship. Um, the Luska is said to do that sort of thing too. Hmm. So, yeah. Out of fear and superstition. Superstition. (laughs) Yeah, out of fear and superstition, ships, boats, and fishermen, they float by blue holes, even today, as quietly as possible, in hopes to not alert the luskas lurking below. Now, more, more recently, um... Luskas are also blamed for missing divers or underwater cave explorers, researchers that go missing near blue holes. They're often assumed to have been a Luska's meal, which is just terrifying. Um, Now potentials to what, an explanation to what this particular creature is, if not a one to three headed shark with um, an octopus body. So blue holes, blue howls <laughs> are, like I said, a massive intricate system of underwater caves, potentially home to luskas and other very interesting creatures. Um, luskas, in fact, aren't Chimmy, not Chimmy, <laughs> Chimmy Chunga sound really good right now. Chimeras, not the half shark, half octopus, but they could actually be a giant or colossal squid. Now, slash giant octopus. Now, giant squids can grow anywhere from 60 ish feet. Um, to and colossal squids are like double that size to like over 120 feet basically bigger than two sperm whales put together and i have a picture bing that'll show <laughs> that kind of description um giant octopus on the other hand can be up like the largest one recorded is 30 feet wide and 160 pounds ish 160 pounds? Like, they weigh 160 pounds. So, like, 30 feet? 30 feet wide. 30 feet wide is only 160 pounds? I I mean, I guess. That's according to Google on what is the (laughs) largest fucking octopus, Kayla. I feel like if something is 30 feet wide... It should weigh more than just 160 pounds, but... Like, I don't know. I'll look it up on your phone. Look up the picture of the largest octopus. And, you know, think about it. No, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think... They're not, like, dense creatures. They're very, you know, they float around, but they're extremely strong, too. So if you're interested in kind of seeing like the debunking or like more of a deep 
dive, no fucking pun intended. Yeah. Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, River Monsters, which I fucking love that show. Yeah. Me and my son love that show. Um, has a really good Luska episode, and so does Destination Fear. Now, particularly on River Monsters, just to give a quick preview, um, it is believed that the Luska is a octopus on there. Um, this man, actually, he was like an underwater photographer. And he, the episode kind of talks about his story. And then they're going to try to find this Luska in the water. Um, anyway, basically, he's an underwater photographer. He's underwater taking pictures and gets attacked by a massive giant octopus and almost dies. Almost um, drowns to death by this thing. So, River Monster says it's most likely a giant octopus. Um, and then Destination Fear, they actually went out to the blue holes in the Bahamas and were diving, like, down, like, I think it was, like, 125, 130 feet into these blue holes near caves the cave entrances and things like that and <laughs> take this with a grain of salt because it is a tv show um they caught some you know not super visual footage on their cameras that you know it was like a very large um creature moving within the cave outside of the cave and it was a triangle shape and I'm thinking, okay, if it's like a triangle-shaped creature that you're catching on, like, your sonar radar, it's probably a fucking squid, you know? Because yeah. squids have a very kind of triangular triangular shape. Were they were they insinuating that it was a, the shark portion of it as the triangle? Well, they were like, it's a, it, what is this creature? Like, very, very dramatic divers get out of the water i'm just gonna say that a lot of squids are triangular shaped and squid games their squid in the squid games is a triangle too so well so there you go then you see a triangle on the sonar and it's a squid yeah and that's what i'm saying i'm like in my head in my head it just makes sense that it's a fucking squid <laughs> yeah but okay so basically not to completely diminish the mythology the cryptol crypto cryptidology of this creature which i thought they were fascinating yeah. uh, my son actually brought home a library book and it was full of like um sea monsters and he this was months ago he was like mommy you have to do an episode on the luska so he's stoked that i'm finally talking about it because he thought it was so cool mm -hmm. but um it is most likely a giant octopus or a giant squid giant to colossal squid depending hmm. <sighs> crazy that's kind of like my first one that i'm going to talk about which okay. uh, jump in so quickly, but spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking about the Kraken. Oh, perfect. Okay. That's a perfect little 
segueing. Yeah, so it is it is kind of let's get into it. Cause yeah, I, I kind of want your opinion on that. So yeah, let's jump jump right in. So yes, the Kraken. The largest, most fearsome, and famous legendary sea monster is bursting from Norse folk to- tales, tales, doors <laughs> of the Twisted Twins podcast. Yeah. Oh I, I had to throw something in there. I was trying to think of like all the different ways to be all silly. And that was the best I could come up with. So, yeah. Anyways. The Kraken described as a colossal octopus slash squid like creature with many huge and strong tentacles that come up from the deep depths depths of the sea to drag sailors and ships to never be seen again. So a lot like the Luska. Um, they are also said to cause natural disasters like whirlpools that destroy ships. The way they do that is when they die, when they, emerge from the water grab a ship and dive back down their dive down is what creates the whirlpools so if you weren't killed initially you're probably gonna get drowned in the whirlpool okay holy shit yeah um kraken comes from the norwegian word crack or crake which is closely related to the german word for octopus this beast does not have any supernatural abilities its aggressive nature and sheer size make it a creature to avoid at all costs. So it's not like a lot of our other cryptids or um, or fae or anything like that that we talk about that have supernatural powers or different things. The only thing that you could consider like a supernatural ability would be the ability to have a whirlpool made. But that's more of uh, just science. Yeah. So, yeah. No supernatural ability, just humongous and strong. Um, The first recorded sightings are from those northern Viking countries in Norway, Greenland, and Iceland as far back as 1200 AD. Although stories of sea monsters go back way, way further, they just didn't name the Kraken specifically. But a lot of descriptions describe a ginormous squid-like. Yeah. Um, In the earliest folklore... Kraken monsters were drawn by, um, were drawn, oh, my bad, (laughs) I'm stupid. In the earliest folklore, uh, Kraken monsters were drawn with appendages similar to crabs. So not necessarily the long tentacles, but more like pinchers or something, crabby, crustacean type appendages. Um, these early accounts describe the Kraken beasts with fine, spindly spines and um, and their skin or scales that resembled armor almost. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Other Krakens were described as whale-like monsters. Still, other Kraken monsters were like humongous squids with giant teeth, shelled backs, and horrible spiked appendages. Just ready to kill. Yeah. It's so gross to think about. And it's interesting that you mentioned, like, the TikTok thing where you're, like, scrolling at, like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, insomnia, and you're just trying to relax. And you get the... (laughs) (laughs) 
stupid TikTok. And it really does, like, I already, I don't like, I like the ocean, but I don't like the ocean. I will not go out deep. I don't like deep boats on the ocean. And it, that does freak me out really bad. But yeah. Anyways, um, according to legend, the Kraken lives in the deepest parts of the ocean. When ships pass by on the surface, the Kraken will attack and drag entire vessels underneath the waves. It was believed that the Kraken would then devour the ship, the crew, or both together. <laughs> um, Kraken attacks were once used to explain disappearances of ships and crews on long sea voyages. So again, very similar to uh, explanations of what happened to missing people from the Luska. Mm. Um, Krakens were also thought to be the cause of small fishing boat disappearances, bad ocean smells, we'll get into it, um, surges of fish, and many more things. As you mm -hmm. can imagine, sailors were terrified of the Kraken due to its massive size. Even the largest Norse ships were thought to be no match for the Kraken. It is said that a Kraken could take a hold of a ship and drag it to the bottom of the sea with ease in less than a minute. Some Kraken stories describe monsters up to a mile and a half long. <sighs> Other shit. Yeah. Other tales say the Kraken is the length of 10 ships. One thing is for sure, the Kraken is a big ass beast. <laughs> I'll say. How to know if you're about to run into a Kraken. But up, but up. If fish begin to surge to the surface, leaping out of the water, sailors believed that the Kraken was likely on the way. Alternatively, gurgling, which is the nastiest fucking adjective. I don't even know if it's considered an adjective, but it seems like it. That word is just gross. Gurgling. Is gurgling an ag adjective or a verb? I don't know. A verb is like, and gurgling is more of a dish. Unless you're gargling. Like you, you gargle. You're a gargoyle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> California educations are showing Kayla. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is the one class I have yet to take in all my years of college is English. So no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um all, alternatively gurgling bubbles or an abundance of jellyfish would sometimes be considered signs of a nearby kraken other signs of the kraken were large waves bad weather schools of fish fleeing from an area or all of the above even though these signs were said to precede the kraken ships would not have enough time to escape the speed and size of the Kraken made it difficult, a difficult beast to evade. So, um, which almost is worse. If you're running into any signs like this and you're already afraid that you're going to run into a Kraken and all of a sudden gurgling bubbles and fish are jumping everywhere, <laughs> the waves are starting, like, it's like, oh, you're going to die. And you just have to know that you're, you're about to die, which yeah. I much worse than just having a tentacle yank you under the water, you know? I know. I, th I think I would rather have that than the lead up. Yeah. Because it seems more intentional, you know? It makes your brain kind of, like, go running. 
yeah freaky stuff yeah. um so i'm gonna just give a little heads up in both of my stories from for tonight i speak about dinosaurs with their scientific name now if your husband was guest starring right next to you tonight <laughs> I feel a lot more comfortable but um alas he's not and i was not really a dinosaur kid like i loved like jurassic park but i don't know the fucking names so bear with me i don't know <laughs> three and... horn long yeah. neck i know triceratops <laughs> that's about it <laughs> that's what i can say at least that's what i can pronounce so mm -hmm. anyways is the kraken real ichthyosaur ichthyosaur okay that type of dinosaur bones have been discovered in strange patterns on the ocean floor and fossil records okay these bones look like gigantic octopus kills since the itch itch the ichthy ichthyosaur grows to be 66 feet long an octopus would have to be very large indeed to hunt and eat one Holy shiza. Yeah. Scientists even found one itchy, 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 Like, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists even found one of those skeletons with the rib, rib cage cracked from constriction. Yeah. But how it, do they know it's not like it's from like octopus constriction over like a megalodon dong? <laughs> A megalodon, but I was gonna say what I was saying. The lead up is like the worst part of it. I was gonna make an edging joke, like an inappropriate, because that's like a type of like kink or whatever. And then for you to say dong, anyways, a lot of inappropriate <laughs> comes to this episode. But yeah, all they know is that the rib cage was broken from being constricted. They don't know specifically what tightened up around it or what fight happened with a dog right. involved, but all they know that the rib cage was cracked from being squished. Um, it was as if a large tentacle had been wrapped around the dinosaur's rib cage, crushing it and dragging it down. For this to be possible, a very large octopus must have existed at one time, like larger than the giant squids that we have today. I could see that. Yeah, oh, me too. I can see it's still existing. But, right. You know, in 1752, a history of Norway was written. In this historical account, a monster described as the Kraken is listed as the most terrifying sea monster in the entire world. Like the drama. <laughs> Megalodon, excuse me. Um, the earliest record. But honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you which one I would find more terrifying. And the Kraken for me, I feel. Well, we'll get to it. So just hang on, because you might, by the end of this, you might change your mind. <laughs> but history of Norway, the the Norwegians. Yeah, I was gonna say the Norwegians, but then I was like, I'm just so gonna read. But anyway, so um, yeah, it's listed as the most terrifying sea monster in the entire world. The earliest records of the kraken had lots of details about its size, shape, and even its fishy smell. Tales with notes about starfish type protuberances. 
on the Kraken can be found from scholars describing its long pointed arms. These detailed accounts suggest that the monster once existed near Norway. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah. Another legend has it that a Kraken attacked a ship, but the sailors managed to fight it off. Unfortunately, when the Kraken dove back into the sea, what did it do? It created a whirlpool so large that it capsized the vessel. It also has been said that early sailors who encountered a kraken would mistake the gigantic creature for an island and sail toward it. Oh, God. And, um, yeah. Uh, I, I also want to point out that we have much larger ships nowadays, obviously. So when you're thinking about, like, all of these encounters and, oh, it was so large that it took our entire ship down... Even though I did express earlier the largest um, Norse ship or whatever, you know, um, it makes you think like how big of a ship are we talking about that it's able to capsize the entire thing? Because um, like a, a, a humpback whale or what are they? Is it a humpback whale that can like jump up by accident and like has fallen on ships before? Um, you know, I don't know. You got to think about the size of the ship at the time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Too. But with all of this in mind, not all legends are filled with horror. <laughs> there are a few accounts of the Kraken creatures being helpful to sailors. Early Norwegian sailors were said to seek Krakens um, to find fish nearby. This was because the scent and presence of a Kraken drew fish to the surface. Despite the danger, fishing near a Kraken could lead to better catch. Huh. Is it worth it? You'll you decide. I don't know. I'd say no, but I have. I'm afraid of the fucking ocean and everything involved in it. So yeah, yeah. So not necessarily all bad, right? They could help. Whereas, like the megalodon, for instance, what in the fuck is that helping? A it's, quick and painless death. No, I don't, I don't even know about that. Oh, a quick know. gobble and I'm gone. Gobble Instead of being... Me. I said gobble me, swallow me, drip down side of me. No, thank you. But I do... I mean, we've talked about Megalodon. I've talked about Megalodons before in our way, way old episodes about conspiracy theories. I will stand by and say that I do believe the Megalodon exists. I know everyone's like, it doesn't exist anymore. It's extinct. It doesn't have enough food sources. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. I don't give a shit what you have to say. I think it's 110,000% still real. And I love Meg 1 and 2. Great movies. Great watches. Jason Statham. Marry me. <laughs> it, it's okay. And I, I think they're great movies. So, and I think they're accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the Kraken, I think, is still less scary to me than um, a Megalodon. If I had to choose which one. They have minimum eight arms and legs full of tentacles that are very strong. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, either way, I'm good. 
No, thank you. Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. So we are going to take a little trip over to Russia, specifically Western Russia. So <clears throat> we're going to be talking about a lake monster. And this particular creature is known as Nessie's evil Russian cousin, the Brosno dragon. Which I just want to say justice for Brosno because I wouldn't necessarily say he's evil. I would say that he's just a little feisty oh. and he knows what he likes. Okay? what I, I say I say now like I said it's a lake monster and this particular lake is um, in Western Russia Lake Brosno Lake Brosno itself is kind of an eerie location um, even to this day so on the outskirt of the lake itself and the surrounding area like not right on the, the lake shoreline like the surrounding area, um, there are several abandoned villages and like rundown homes, like ruins of homes. It's really strange. And on one side of the lake is a long since sunken church, which is just, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of adds to like the creep creep vibe, right? Now, the lake itself, the, one of the known depths, I should say, is roughly about 43 meters deep, or 141 feet for my American ass, who does not know uh, the imperial system. <laughs> so, around the 13th century, because this, this particular dragon is about... You know, how many centuries is that? Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to say something real stupid here. Not eight, nine, ten, eleven centuries ago, right? When? It's like the 1200s. Eleven centuries. That was like 800 years ago, 900 years ago? Eleven. We're not in... 12, 20, tw so 23, 2000, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> we're not in 2100 yet. <laughs> we're in 2300, actually. Oh, oh, don't we use the imperial system and they use the metric system? <laughs> you said who doesn't know the imperial system. No, the they, imperial? we use the metric system, U.S. metric system. Google it. No, babe. Google it. <laughs> Where's some sugar to pet me back up? <laughs> Bring back my smarts. <laughs> yeah, metric is like kilometer. Okay, let's look at imperial measurements. Are like inches, feet, pounds, gallons. No, they're not. Imperial. Okay. 
Imperial sounds like like China. Monarchy, China, not necessarily. I don't know. Doesn't sound like us. Fuck yeah. it. We don't know the metric system. The rest of the world uses the metric system, except us. Okay. The roof, where um, I don't, would you call it like a steeple? Like, yeah. Here is the church, and here is the steeple. Put <laughs> it up. There's all the people. There's all the people. They're all drowned. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They've all been eaten by the dragon. Just kidding. Oh my so God. sticking out of the water is like the steep, the roof of the steeple and like the cross. So, but, so this church is underwater in this lake. Creepy. They don't know, um, archeo archeological teams cannot investigate this particular church because it is so unsafe in this lake. Okay. Remember that little nugget. Hmm. Um, but, but the bottom of the lake apparently is fractured. So think like baby trenches or like fault lines that have like, you know, Oh, there's been an earthquake and crack underneath this lake, right? Um, so potential underground waterways, things like that. The depths of this particular lake itself, um, it's just really interesting. Would you mean like, so, like possible like interdimensional? Not even interdimensional, uh under underground like water so when like we're talking about this particular sea dragon be or lake dragon quote-unquote being um like in russia there's so many um there's one in freaking lake erie there's one in uh georgia Scotland, like they're all over the place. Tahoe, California, like they are all over the place. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is an underground water system, you know, that certain things can travel or creatures, you know. Was it China that had the sinkhole where it prehistoric? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's some, um, Somewhere in Asia, there that was hmm. that happened. Yep, makes you think. Makes you think. It sure does. So, it is also believed that within these fractures of the lake, that there could potentially be an underwater volcano. And I will touch back on that in a little bit as well. So, da da da. This particular dragon has been around since the 12, 1200s. So 13th century, a group of Mongol horsemen warriors, really like Genghis Khan's grandson was like a part of this group, leading this group. So fucking Genghis Khan, okay? Which one? <laughs> I didn't write his name down, bitch. <laughs> I just, <laughs> he has, the most 
like the most fucking popular one. Okay. No, Something- I'm not like, which one was it? It's like, well, no shit. I know. He literally thousands of his grandsons. I know. Yuck. Yeah. Yucko. Okay. So, and at this time, I mean, if mom were here, she would give us a quick rundown of world history. At this time, um, these particular Mongol warrior warrior horsemen peeps were trying to plan a sneak attack on Russia. Um, and pretty much when they were passing through this terrain um, around, a, a few sources said that they were crossing the lake in boats. Others were saying they were around. Either way, they were met face-to-face with the Brosno, Brosno dragon, um, were attacked by it, swallowed, um, many were swallowed by the, this large sea dragon. Now this legend has, and basically the survivors turned around and ran back from whence they came and canceled their plans to attack Russia at that time. Now this particular legend has been passed through many a generation, obviously, um, with many too good to be true attributes, like some legends um, involved Vikings who were going across the island and they were wanting to bury um, like, treasure a treasure chest and this island in between in the middle of the lake was the perfect spot to put their treasure so they go to bury it there and as they're sailing away the dragon comes up and swallows the entire island and then their treasure's gone so it's like fantastical kind of stories right how big is this dragon well that's the thing this dragon is, I'll get to his description in a minute, sorry. Now, nowadays, bro snow is said to be more of like a nocturnal, peaceful creature. Um, spending the days in the depths of the lake only to breach the surface around dusk. Um, it's also said to be it, a very incredibly skittish animal, especially of humans. Um, it's almost elusive in nature, you know, just not not so much vicious as it is, you know, uh, misunderstood, I would say. Like, protective. Like, I can imagine them it being like get the fuck off my lake and wanting to eat people because they won't leave oh yeah so the bro snow dragon is very very large um like kind of like the standard thing if we're comparing it to um it's about the size of a giant squid so <laughs> go back through my notes it's about anywhere from 30 to 60 feet long. So it's a long serpent. Like yeah. sea snake is almost what I think. Um, and if you can think of him as 
like a sea snake slash sea dragon, reptilian serpent-like um, with massive teeth and scales, almost like the basilisk in Harry Potter. A lot of the illustrations and the drawings, this massive sea snake with long, long fangs and teeth. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a basilisk, you know? But it yeah. just happens to live in the lake, not in fucking pipes and Hogwarts, getting right. cared for by Voldemort kind of thing. So, um, <laughs> so here are some potentials to kind of rule out this particular like giant water snake, right? So, a living dinosaur. This ancient creature could live in this lake by dwelling you know, and survived so long, kept breeding, you know, that potential in the fractured parts of this lake, right? Theory. Um, another theory is um, that it's not actually a sea dragon or sea serpent. It's more of like a mutant beaver. And to that, I'm saying, Kayla, get out of that lake already. You're scaring people. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> when we were growing up, um, <laughs> we all, so there's three sisters. We all made fun of each other for, like, certain physical attributes. So our oldest sister, we made fun of her, the size of her fucking mouth. She has a big-ass mouth. Both of them made fun of my nose because I have a bigger nose than both of their little who noses. <laughs> and then I, the only thing I could tease Kayla about was her teeth. Even though my teeth are just fucking big as her teeth. So, angry beavers over here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, or like a mutant breed of fish that just happened to be like really gigantic. Um, very large breed of fish that's really kind of like not cataloged yet or not discovered yet. Um, not only is this particular sea dragon more like serpent-like, like I've said before, it also, there's illustrations of it having like the long neck, um, long body, long tail, and almost like fins on the side, kind of like the, um, the, uh, do you remember in Nintendo 64 Mario, that fucking thing you had to like jump on and like stamp your butt on its back for it to like go and lay down and then you like went on its head and you controlled it? The Loch Ness Monster? It was like that, yeah, like that. Very similar look and feel to that. Um, and another thing, too, people don't necessarily, like, this is the more, like, oh, it's probably this, is instead of being a creature at all, it's an underwater volcano. And so, basically, if there was an underwater, if there is an underwater volcano, in this particular lake when Genghis Khan's grandson was going there to attack Russia way back when 
and the underwater volcano happened to erupt, the um, like the vaporous gases that were released from the water could have killed like a lot of his warriors because it would have been toxic um, to them. So that's like one thing, the bubbling in the water, like the um, change and shifts of um, water movement, things like that kind of could attribute to there being a volcano under there. That's literally all to that theory. Um, and finally, could simply just be a mirage from the sun setting with the water surface creating some sort of, you know, mirage. We see what we want to see kind of thing. Um, now, like I said, not a one archaeological team has managed to study the sunken church and that church com um, remains a complete mystery, which I, I mean, we're in Russia. Yeah. So let's think about that. Um, I do have a tale that's pretty horrible. Um, so buckle up. Back in 2002, a UFO, a popular UFO group, didn't get their name, um, went to Lake Brosno and used sonar equipment to scan the lake itself in hopes of catching a glimpse of the dragon. Oddly enough, in one particular part of the lake, um, just above the lake bed floor, the group captured a large, quote, jelly-like mass. And... <sighs> This next part is horrible. Oh. So what they did in after this jelly-like mass was discovered, they loaded up explosives, dropped them above the the mass, um, and de they detonated as soon as they hit it. So it wasn't like it was set to detonate once it hit the mass. So once it hit the mass and detonated, the mass itself started floating to the surface slowly because they fucking killed it. So the thing is, is once it came to the surface, it was uh, highly debated and never fully disclosed, which I'll say it again, Russia, ladies and gentlemen. Why do I keep getting pulled? to do stories about Russia when there's no fucking answers, no clear cut truth. But um, I just, I thought that was horrible. And even though in 2002, they most likely killed this poor bro snow dragon, um, it wasn't the only one because sightings of it are still occurring. Um, fishermen who go out because this lake is full of um I was gonna say really wonderful fish they come up and say hey how are you doing <laughs> they check on you they're really loving caring fish um fishermen go out there all the time but their boats are capsized people go missing things like that so the lore or um 
the belief that bros know is still alive or at least like one of them or maybe the baby or whatever is still you know actively discussed and talked about which i thought was nice Sure. After that monstrosity, let's drop bombs on and kill it. It's just, it just goes back to people fucking suck. I know, like, humans are the worst. Yeah, so annoying. And the fact that, like, something floated up to the surface and then beep, radio silence. It's just annoying. Like, yeah, if you were like, it's bubble. decaying, it's um. A decaying plant, like jelly-like plant, some sort of decaying algae. Da 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 da. Like, okay, I don't believe you. I don't either. <laughs> I don't believe you. Maybe it's like the Russia of it all, but I'm just like, I don't fully buy it. Yeah. But. Hmm. Anywho, Skr. My next one is going to be. The, I would say, the most famous of the family members of the Bro Snow Dragon. And that would be the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, Nessie! One of Scotland's most famous unsolved mysteries is that of the Loch Ness Monster, otherwise known as Nessie. Nessie? You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster?! This large dinosaur-like creature inhabits Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Nessie has been described as having a long neck and one or more humps protruding from the water. The first recorded sighting of the monster was nearly 1,500 years ago, when a giant beast was said to have leapt out of the lake near Inverness and eaten a local farmer. Inverness! Yes! Go find the stones! <laughs> Since then, the myth of the Loch Ness Monster has magnified. On May 2nd, 1933, the Inverness uh, Courier reported that a local couple claimed to have seen an enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface. After the 1933 sighting, interest steadily grew as it does especially after another couple claimed to have seen the beast on land crossing the shore road. Several British newspapers sent reporters to Scotland, including London's Daily Mail, which hired a big game monster hunter, Marmaduke Wetherell, to capture the beast. What a name. Right? I was like, Marmaduke, what in the fucking dog? <laughs> Scooby-Doo went down there. And... 1934, a London doctor, Robert Kenneth Wilson, snapped a photograph that seemed to show a dinosaur-looking creature emerging from the water. Um, this photograph showed this creature with a long neck coming out of the murky waters, leading to some to speculate that Nessie was a solitary survivor of the long-extinct plesiosaurs. Oh, about right, right? Lone survivor, that's so sad. Yeah. The aquatic plesiosaurs were thought to have died off with the rest of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. Now, to combat these speculations, I must note that Loch Ness was frozen solid during more recent ice ages. 
And this creature would have had to have made its way up to Riverness from the sea within the past 10,000 years. And the plesiosaurs believed were believed to be cold-blooded, so they would not survive very long in these frigid, cold temperatures of Loch Ness. Hmm. There's that. Yeah. More likely, others have suggested that it was a type of primitive whale with a serpentine neck that is thought to have been extinct for 18 million years. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Skeptics have argued that what people were seeing in Loch Ness were a different type of... I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like when the water surface flows from the river into the warmer water in the lock, it creates like like an optical illusion type okay. of thing. So that it's not actually a creature. A creature. It's just the, the way that the water acts when it goes from being cold to warm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Technical term for it, but I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce it, so. <laughs> Why not? Now, let's bounce back to that reporter, Marmaduke, for a second. After just a few days of searching the lock for this magnificent beast, Weatherell reported finding footprints of a large four-legged animal. In response, the Daily Mail published a newspaper article with this incredibly dramatic he dramatic headline. Monster of Loch Ness is not legend, but a fact. Like literally an dun, dun. Yeah. These footprints had to have been from a very powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet or six meters long. However, okay, stay with me. Upon closer examination, zoologists at the Natural History Museum determined that the tracks were identical and made with an umbrella stand or ashtray that had a hippopotamus leg as a base. Yeah. Weather <laughs> weather uh, Okay, Jan. Yeah. Marmaduke Weatherall's role in this hoax was unclear. This seems like bullshit to me on someone's end. Um, I think it's a little convenient that the zoologist knew exactly what random devices to replicate these footprints. But what the fuck do I know? I don't know. But it's like, that's so... Odd. Yeah. What a weird... It's gotta be an ashtray with a hippopotamus leg as the stand. What and the fuck? Like itself is uh, an umbrella stand and you just like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Did you find this <laughs> device? <laughs> Was it shoved up your ass? What? <laughs> I'm like, you're just trying to cover up this mythological creature is what I'm thinking. Right. It's like some serious bullshit, but Regardless of the truth of whatever the fuck that is, the suggestion of the monster's ex existence makes Loch Ness one of Scotland's most popular tourist attractions, with thousands of people visiting its shores each year with the hope of catching 
a rare glimpse of the famous monster. Mm. In three, uh, the BBC sponsored a search of lock of the lock using 600 sonar beams and satellite tracking, which I have no idea how many sonar beams are usually used, but 600 sounds like a lot to me. So pretty intense research. Supposedly, no animal of substantial size was found, and despite their reported hopes, the scientists admitted this proved that Loch Ness, the Loch Ness monster, was a myth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I spoke to a true born and raised Scot, and I asked for his interpretation of Nessie. And here's some of the stuff that he had to say. <laughs> this is partially quoted directly from him. Once thought to be a wingless dragon with its counterpart in a locky type area or body of water in Georgia, the Ulti, and its cousin Tessie, who resides in Lake Tahoe. He states that although she is mostly beloved a beloved popular American tourist attraction. He does believe in not just Nessie, but her family members in America and Russia too, I'm sure as well. So uh, I kind of pressed a little bit and I was like, are you just saying that because you know, I'm going to put this in the podcast or do you really believe it? And he's like, no, I believe it. There's been too many sightings for sure. There's no Scottish gun to his head saying, um, you have to believe this, but it's interesting. And to throw that in, that it was once, once thought to be a wingless dragon, and then knowing about the Brosno. Yeah, it's very interesting. Although she does have little fins in some um, depictions. So does so does um he? I'm saying he because I I think it's because bros is in the name so i'm like bro it's a boy <laughs> nessie is 100 described as a as a female at all times as a woman <laughs> she is the woman yeah yeah well but and- we never know the truth about nessie but what we can say is her sneaky evasive nature entices um monster hunters and curious cats from all over the globe and brings in roughly $80 million annually to Scotland's economy. And I love that she helps the locals. And I say, keep it up. Find her. Well, no, there was do a- they charge, like, um, fees to enter the park or something? No. it's But it, the tourist attraction to look for her brings in revenue with like hotel stays and rental cars. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm sure that, because I know that there's like a lot of, um, (laughs) me, (laughs) a lot of like Nessie, like, what the, memor, memor shop? Yeah. (laughs) There's there's lots of Nessie gift shop. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure, they, that they, you know, it's one of the most famous tourist attractions. So I would say, yeah. And she's a bad bitch. She's a boss bitch. 80 no jokes aside. 
You know what I mean? Like, I love it. I fully believe in it. Um, I didn't dive too deep into uh, Tessie, who resides in Lake Tahoe. Oh, yeah, I didn't dive too deep uh-huh. um, with Tessie from Tahoe or yeah. Alti from Georgia. But what I will say is that the depictions of both of those creatures are pretty identical to Nessie. And I just find it interesting. Yeah. And maybe they're such a prehistoric type of animal that they they can evade sonar. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe they are um, magical in some in some way, like other mythological creatures that we've talked about. Um, yeah. For instance, the kraken has no magical powers. Sorry, but maybe uh, the you know, Nessie and Tessie and Alti and Brosno, maybe they all do have some kind yeah. of hiding maneuvers. Yeah. Because more recently, if you guys are on like conspiracy TikTok or um, or like Loch Ness TikTok or Scotland TikTok, which I just happen to be a part of all of those. Um, just a few weeks ago, there was another sighting of Nessie and like quite a lot of videos were just like being blown up on TikTok of sightings of her again. And I know a lot of people think that um, that she could be like a whale or like a penis. whale penis. Yeah. But like it, she's also depicted with like humpback too. <laughs> like humpback. But like, well, how what- long is a whale penis? I don't know. And I don't want to know. And what long you- enough? <laughs> long, long enough for what? <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know. Um, but I'm just going to stick with. Yeah, I, I, I have always believed in Nessie. Shout out my homie Nessie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, even with the Russian lake and them talking about how there's, um, there's like, oh, is it fragments? Is that the word I used? Fractures. Sorry, fractures in the the lake, the bottom of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of thinking about like underground water systems, I could totally see like maybe Nessie and Tessie and Bo Bessie and <laughs> Brosno. Maybe they all get together and they're like having little family reunions. Yeah, family. Family. Family reunions. Yeah, we don't know. And and um, something that I wanted to mention back with the Kraken was we have only discovered such a small amount of the ocean. And a lot of people argue, like, yeah, we've only discovered a small amount, but, like, that we've discovered enough. In that. Yeah, and it's like, no. Like, you don't like, know. Also, um... Those blue, what are they called? Blue spots? Uh, blue holes. Yeah. I saw a TikTok. I don't know if I ever sent it to you. This was like a while ago. It was one of those, again, late night scrolling TikToks where scary stuff pops up. But it was like um, a multiple parter talking about these people that, I don't know what cave system. I'm not going to say it was those ones specifically. But that they went diving into a cave system and... Um, 
the people that took them there, like the people that own that cave system or the tourist or whatever, they were like, you can go to this part, but you are not allowed to go into this part because it's too confusing and people get lost and then they die. So don't go here, but you can go here. So then these people, they were experienced divers. It was like a brother, um, two, two brothers, a sister and like her boyfriend or something like that. And they all go diving down and they get to the part where it's like, do not step off this ledge. Cause once you go down into this further part, it is very difficult to get back up. And it's because there's like all this uh, like particle debris everywhere and it's just gets confusing and you think you're swimming up, but you're really swimming down. And then because the pressure is so different, you get like that oxygen um, haze. Yeah. So of course, because these divers were experienced and they thought they could handle anything and they wanted to go further, they go further. I think one of them stayed behind and the one that stayed behind was like, dude, my oxygen's about to be out. Like theirs is about to be out and they're not back yet. But they literally had only just stepped off. Like it wasn't like they were going deep, 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 deep down. Like the, the uh, spoiler alert, like three of them die. But um, two or three of them die. But um, the ones that stepped off that did survive they barely went at all before they all got separated and completely disoriented. And it's really sad because one of the ones that did step off um, that survived, he remembers like seeing his sister, like seeing the flashlights just going in circles, like her. And then I think it was like her boyfriend were like in this part stuck and he couldn't get to them to like help them come out. And all he saw was their flashlights going around in circles. They ended up dying. Um, I think they ended up recovering their bodies like a very, like days later. Um, but that freaked me out so bad is it's like, who the fuck is diving in, in caves? Cave systems. Like it's one thing to go like spelunking or whatever. Is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. Where you're above water. And like when we, okay, so fun fact, Britt and I went to fifth grade camp in Missouri and you got to go like inside of a cave. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but it even that, terrifying head to the side and like army crawl, oh, fuck, like, you can't even think about it. Yeah. But that is like one thing. Okay. That's like a claustrophobia. Okay. Cave in scary shit. But a fucking underwater cave? No. Blah. Anyways. So, such a weird tangent. But yeah. <laughs> no, an underwater cave exploration creeps me out. Just, if there's a, um, like an X amount of num, an X amount of oxygen that I have to breathe before my tank is out. I don't want to go to there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even if it's just like diving in the ocean, it freaks me the fuck out too. But that's just me. And maybe I've gotten into my head because I have asthma that I can't go scuba diving, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That's just a hard pass for me. 
I just, I, I definitely have a lot of deep rooted fears with open water and ginormous creatures. And I'm like, I'm good. Maybe it's because I'm five feet tall, but like, I'm good. Not for yeah. me. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys. So that was our cryptids of the deep part. And yeah, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hope we took you on a really creepy, deep-rooted phobia little pathway. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Ugh. Yeah. I'm interested to know if any of you guys are have like um the <laughs> the lassophobia, if you guys suffer from it, or if you don't, if you think that we're being overdramatic drama queens let us know i would love to have an open discussion about this particular topic especially when it comes to phobias because phobia is just very interesting to me very interesting yeah but also like if you're if you don't have a healthy fear of the ocean there might be something wrong with you that's just yeah. that and i don't know but i have a mm -hmm fear of the ocean so maybe I am being dramatic but yeah Britt's absolutely right we definitely want to hear what you guys think about it if you are on our YouTube yo <laughs> please like and subscribe and comment below comment down below and tell us what you think make sure you like and subscribe if you're not on our YouTube check out our YouTube the Twisted Twins podcast we also have our TikTok and Instagram you can catch us up on the uh, catch up with us on the latest stuff at the Twisted Twins podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And if you guys have any fun stories or you want to send us anything cool or crazy, go ahead and send us an email to the Twisted Twins podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear what you guys have to say. So definitely hit us up. Yes. We hope that you guys have a wonderful start to your week. You take care and stay. stay.